Welcome to another podcast. You know, I'm enjoying these so much, just sharing the simple Word of God with you and principles. It's important that we have principles before we have problems, because if we end up having problems before we have a principle for that problem, then the problem can take over our lives. Problems often are the result of issues, circumstances, situations that come up in life with names and faces and personalities and reasons. And, you know, and if we're not watchful, we can end up becoming issue-oriented instead of principle-driven. Issue-oriented individuals are subject to the emotions of whatever situation they're going through. And being emotionally driven in life is like being led around by the caboose, you know, and, and, and instead of an engine, a, a, a train engine pulling that train, the caboose is pulling the train. It's the feelings. It's the very last thing that should be pulling the train because it can't pull the train. And then everything else on the train is just led down any track that that emotional uh, um, leadership might lead it down. Uh, it's, it's just a backwards picture of what God intended. That's why it's so important for us to have principles before we have problems. You know, one of the principles in life says, wives, submit to your husbands. That's a principle. If you don't have the principle before you have a problem, then the issue will give you an opportunity to step outside of the will of God because I don't feel like this is something I want to do. I don't feel like, you know, my husband is right. I don't feel like he's making the best decision. I don't feel like that we should do that. I don't feel like he's smart enough to to have calculated that right. Whatever the circumstance or situation is, you know, um, and I'm not talking about, you know, um, husbands that are ungodly or that are somehow, you know, I'm just talking about the decisions in life and the attitude and the respect that is due as God has foreordained this principle. You know, um, uh, the Bible tells us, children, obey your parents. That is a principle. And if you do not have the principle and if you have, have not taught your children that principle, then most likely your family is operated based on the issues that you are facing and often emotional, emotionally driven, emotionally saturated issues of life so that you, you don't default to the principles. You know, the Bible tells us that we should pay our just and our honest debts. Proverbs says, don't tell a creditor to go away and come back some other time whenever you actually have right there with you what it takes to satisfy that debt. That means that we don't just keep back payments that are due when they're due and when they're asked for, but we make them when we at all can. That's a principle that, that, that we should live by. I, I live by that principle. You know, for years, that's one of the scriptures that I quote. I don't put off paying a debt when I have the money with me to pay it because it's a principle, you know. And if we're not watchful, we can get all issue-oriented and get all emotionally charged and end up stepping off the principle. But we default to the principles as long as we have principles before we have problems because problems can scream at us so loudly. Problems can be so emotionally charged or so championed by others who do not have principles in their life. You know, 
For example, uh, you know, uh, someone can can encourage you to take something that does not belong to you. And now they may not have a principle in their life. All they have is just, you know, um, uh, issues. All they have are, 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 are you know, um, desires, feelings, and, and they start loading you up with this emotional logic, you know. And, and, and if you're not watchful, you can be overwhelmed uh, unless you have a principle. And if you have a principle of I'm, I don't take something that does not belong to me. Well, you know, nobody will see you. Well, it's, it's, it's just right there. I mean, well, you don't know whose it is. You know, all of the, you could use it. You've been wanting one. You've been needing one. Listen, all of the issues, all of the reasons, all of the emotional logic in the world will not trump a principle from God. It's important that we have principles in our life, principles before problems. Well, that's not what today's podcast is about. So evidently that was for you. Evidently, that was just for you, okay? Whether it's husbands love your wives or whether it's bring all the ties into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house, says the Lord, and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and I will bless you and pour out to you and rebuke the devourer on your behalf. Or whether it is children obey your parents or whether it's, you know, parents don't anger your children needlessly, you know. Uh, raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, or whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, obey your employers in everything, uh, not just with eye service or lip service, but rather from the heart. You know, all of these are principles. Whichever the principle fits today, let me just leave that with you as though it were a direct prophetic word of knowledge from heaven for you today. Principles before problem. Stick to the principles, okay, without respect to the current issues of life. Today, however, we're going to talk about the fact that destiny neither waits nor depends on any person. Do you know that God has a plan? God has a a will for every life, and God has a part for you to play in his plan. But the plan of God supersedes our uh, our ability to cut it short or to stop it. You know, uh, if we don't participate in the plan of God, God's plan will succeed anyway because destiny neither waits nor depends on any man. Now, you're you're going to have to imagine God as as so much wiser and so much more knowledgeable and so much more capable than humans are, than you are, than I am. You're going to have to imagine God as a multifaceted, multi-capable God who can make things happen. Even though he desires for you to participate and has a very special plan and purpose for you and has you right in the place prepared for your next step with him, even though God is depending on you. If you don't do it, he'll find someone else to do it, even though you are God's choice. But perhaps you're not the first person that God asked to do or prepared to do or positioned to do what he's positioned you to do, what he's preparing you to do, what he has for you to do. Maybe there was someone else at some other point who didn't do it, and now God is on plan B or plan C or plan D. For your life, it's plan A, but for God, it could be multiple opportunities that he has given other people to reach out to someone, to do something he needed done. You know, such was the case with the children of Israel in going into the promised land. One group said, no, we're not going in. That didn't change the plan of God. It just changed the players. 
you know, uh, because destiny neither waits nor depends on any one person or any group of individuals. There was a lady in the Bible whose name was Esther. You can read about her whole story, a wonderful, wonderful story. If you're not familiar with it, please read about it because she was a young lady that ended up becoming queen to King Ahasuerus. This queen, Esther, helped to save her people who had been taken captive and were held in a in a foreign land. They were going to be killed, but the end result is that God used her to 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 obtain favor from the king. It took a lot of work behind the scenes, and it took a lot of steps in order for Esther to to actually be prepared and be positioned. There were a lot of things that took place in her life that were preparatory to her being used by God for her greatest day. But when Esther was faced with her greatest opportunity, with her greatest challenge, she was afraid. You see, when Esther was faced, faced with the dilemma of going in before the king uninvited and interceding for the Jews, she wrestled with her fear. You can read the story, but the law said that if anyone enters the king's presence, anyone enters the king's presence without being invited, that they were put to death. Even the queen, anyone. It was a law. And the only way that that would not be fulfilled, the only way they could escape death is if the king lifted up his scepter over them and pardoned them. And that was not a given, and it was not an expectation. It was a great fear for anyone to come before the king. They expected it to cost them their life. And so she was afraid. The Jews were facing annihilation. They were facing a very unfair moment in their history. And it was going to be open season in that kingdom. And they could be killed by anyone that didn't like them. And whoever killed them would face no punishment. It was a horrible, horrible time for the Jews. And Esther, even though she was queen, the king did not know that she was a Jew. And it seemed that she was going to be exposing herself not only to death, but also to the same fate as all of her family. You can read the story, but uh, let me just quickly cut to the chase here for the sake of this podcast. As she was wrestling with her fear, her cousin and her guardian, his name was Mordecai, He revealed to her a lasting truth. Listen to what he said to her because he had encouraged her, go to the king, go to the king and plead our cause. And she said, I can't. You know, the law requires that I be killed. I'll be executed if I walk into his presence. I can't. I'm afraid. I just can't. Well, the king said to her, if you persist, Esther, if you persist in staying silent at a time like this, I want you to know that help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from some other place. God will raise someone else up to bring us deliverance. But I also want you to know that if you don't do what God's called you to do, even though God finds someone else, but you and your family will end up paying a great price. And who knows, Esther, this is what Mordecai said to her, who knows? 
Maybe this is the very reason why you were made queen in the first place. You know, maybe the situation, the circumstance you're facing and the position that you hold, maybe as, as, uh, as teacher or leader or an employer or supervisor or, or parent or husband or, or king or a business owner or mayor or, you know, a president or, 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 or what, whatever position you hold, you know, um, a leader in a group of friends, whatever position you hold, maybe you hold that position just so that God can use you in a great time of need to speak up and to right a terrible wrong. You see, destiny neither waits nor depends on any one person. God is preparing you and God is positioning you. I like what what one of my friends told me years ago. He's since gone to heaven. His name is Moses Bay. This is what he said to me years ago. He said, you know, uh, uh, God is getting you ready for that which he already has ready for you. God is getting you ready for that which he already has ready for you. God is continuing to prepare us, to position us, and then we have opportunity. Just like Esther, when God gives you opportunity, realize it could be destiny unfolding. But destiny will not wait nor depend on any one person. God has a plan. He will succeed. And we have a chance to participate. If, however, we choose to not participate, God will succeed anyway. It's just that he will have to use someone else. And what a sad testimony that God might have to use someone else. You know, Elijah said in 1 Kings 18, verse 21, he came to all the people and he said, how long will you halt and falter and wrestle here with these two opinions? How long will you stand on the fence? How long will you halt between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. But the Bible says the people did not answer him a word. They were still just standing there waiting. Well, there are some things we can't wait on, and maybe there's something in your life that needs to be done and needs to be done by you, and you're the one that should do it. You're the one that's prepared to do it. Listen, God's going to have his way and have his will. God will succeed. The only question is, will you be the one that does what God has prepared and positioned you to do? Someone's going to fix it. Someone's going to help God. I pray that it's us. Let's ask God today to help us to have the strength and the stamina, the will, the fortitude, the courage, the bravery, the kindness, the care, the love, the passion, the compassion, whatever it may take to motivate us, that we would trust God enough to do what God has prepared and positioned us to do for his kingdom. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we don't want to miss the day of our greatest service to you, Lord. We know that you are preparing us every day, Lord. You're positioning us every day, Lord. And God, you have blessings for us, Lord. You have a destiny that you have created, Lord, with us in mind, Lord. And God, you have a team for us to play on a very specific part, Lord. And you have created us to do it. And I know, God, that sometimes, Lord, it can take a step of faith, Lord. It can be uh, difficult, Lord. We need some courage, God. Lord, help us, almighty God, to realize that our calling is precious, Lord. 
And the place that you have given us, Lord, to stand, Lord, is a place, Lord, of your own choosing. And Lord, that our abilities are not in us anyway, Lord, but they are in you, Lord. God, help us to realize our calling and to stand ready to be used when you call, Lord, for the day of destiny, Lord, does not need to search for some other person. Lord, I pray that what you have called me to do, Lord, what you have called these to do, Lord, would not have to wait on someone else to be prepared, Lord, as the children of Israel waited another 40 years in the wilderness while you prepared a next next generation. Oh, God, I pray that we do not delay the time, Lord, of your own blessing, the time, Lord, of your victory, sir. Lord, use us, God. Help us, God, in Jesus' name. Help us to have principles before the problems come, and Lord, always be willing to be used by you in the day of our calling. We ask these things, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Help us to know, Lord, our destiny and realize you're depending on us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I bless you in the name of Jesus. May your eyes be open and may your heart be willing. You are more able than you give yourself credit. You can do what God has positioned you to do in Jesus' name. God bless you. I'll see you back here on the next podcast.